Welcome to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Chris Rossi and Trent Fennison. Continuing on the thought of creating a progress pyramid for your own fundamental values as a skier, the guys build on alignment to discuss speed and its pivotal impact on your progression. Our bottom tier lined up ident- you know, identically, and that's why you know we were you know okay with suggesting that that may that you know everyone's bottom of their pyramid in terms of their approach to skiing should be about stance structure and that's what we discussed the last episode um and then for me and then i'm curious to hear how you you know how you'll frame it but for me the the you know the second tier in, in terms of order of importance i just call it speed and spacing um meaning where am i in relation to the boat how fast am i going at, at what at what point. And, and I know, you know, cause we've talked about this already. I know you framed it. I think we're talking about the same thing, but you, you, um, you have a, a different and, and, and really interesting way of, of framing it. So what's, what's, let's get into your second tier of this water ski pyramid. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, there is part of this that I'm actually really happy to talk about because I think you and I, maybe we, I want it to be, I I'm hoping that it's a little bit different because I think each of us has to, each of us has to, you know, I called it balance. You called it, uh, stance slash, what was it? What's the other, uh, anyway, I think, you know, structure, Structure, stance, structure, right. So, so again, like you can see that Trent and I don't, we don't use exactly the same words. We maybe come about it a little bit different way. And so, yes. So, you know, actually what I, first thing I wanted to say is Trent, I feel like you're not building a pyramid. I feel like you're building a a building. Like when I envision you talking, I don't see pyramid. I see of one block, two block, three block you know, like yeah. one on top of the yeah. other versus like when I'm thinking about it on mine, mine's like, mine's two blocks on the bottom with a triangular piece yeah. on top, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, but, I, that's funny you say that because I, I did catch that the, uh, when we started this, this, this uh, line of discussion two episodes ago, you know, so, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. Cause the point is, it's just, it's a reference point of what's important to you and, and how you yes. visualize it doesn't really matter. But anyway, I just thought as I was even le- hearing you lead into this, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I think it's a building that he's got going like, a boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, no. So, um, you know, I think for me, the longer that I stay in the game, the more that I generalize the concepts, the more, less important the minutia is to me and the more important the bigger concept is so as i like dove into when you brought this concept up and and i formulated kind of my they it wasn't front and center so i'm doing this project along with our listeners um as far as you know from i realize that i have these things going on inside of my core and my and and what i've got going on but i hadn't actually just figured out what what how I would talk about them or what they would be. So I'm, I'm actually really thankful yeah. for this exercise as well. And I'm learning along the way. So as I go through it, I started to think about, oh, well, what, what are some important things for me? And, you know, there's certain sections of the course where I have, I have certain things that I like to have, make sure that I get done. Like, you know, having my feet between me and the handle when the boat's pull comes on the, you know, comes onto my body and, and all this stuff. And so that started with, I was like, oh, I need to be in the right stance or structure or for what I call it, I call it balance. So I need to be in balance. And then, and then I was like, well, then what's my next one that that's really crucial to me. And, and so my answer to you long winded from way back when you just asked me, what is, what is my block two? my block two I call energy. 
And so, yes, you know, it's just, it's now, you know, the easiest way to, for me to think about it is this, let's take a, let's take a, uh, a young adult who's going to learn how to drive a car when they jump in Mm -hmm. there. Like what's the first most overwhelming thing they got to understand. That's the steering, right? They want to, they want to think about steering. Well, if I were to, if I were to classify my block one, my block one is, is steering, which is what I call balance. It's what I call balance. If you think about balance, what is balance? Balance is where is my weight going off of the ski in the best possible way that it can go, which is when you do that, you're actually steering your ski. You're steering your, you're steering the direction of travel, how that ski interacts with the water. So then what is the next, and what's the next thing that, that a driver starts to try to understand? And that is the accelerator and thus the brake. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. and if you've ever ridden with someone who has never driven, they're going to be jerky on the wheel. And then they're going to be very jerky on the gas brake, gas brake, too much gas, too little gas, go, 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 stop, stop, you know? So, yeah, yeah. So this is, in my opinion, this is, this is kind of that next stage is, is how to, how to understand the energy that we need, how to understand how to harness that energy and to utilize it into the best benefit that we can. So that's my, so it's a very generalized bucket of, or block that I call energy. And um, I think it's really important to understand because, you know, like, let's say like a race car driver halfway through a turn. Okay. You're just getting ready to Mm -hmm. finish this turn. Like, yes, you know that you want to accelerate out of this turn, but you also have to judge how tight is this turn? How much can I come on the gas? At what levels can I come on the gas to be able Hmm. to keep this car perfectly engaged? And there's really only one pattern for every turn that you can do that without either underdoing your gas and not not harnessing enough energy or stomping it and spinning out which basically again means that you didn't harness that energy so you know you're always trying to, and the longer that you drive a car guess what happens the more you understand how to feather that exactly what you need for the force that you have going for the balance that you have going so you know, I think there's a, there's a correlation there to me that, that needs to make sense. And I see tons of people come, you know, two thirds of the way through a turn and just try to hit full throttle. And, um, you know, it's a instantaneous gratification of hammer town there. But by the time we get to the, by the time (laughs) we get to the wakes, we see all the negative effects of that. And, um, and, and thus the negative line going into, into the next buoy. So I think there's just a lot of understanding, like you have to understand how and when to use the energy to best set yourself up. I mean, I think if we're fast forwarding to my ultimate goal, what's my ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to be able to harness and utilize maximum energy at the center line. And what that means is that at the center line, as I start to come up out of this, out of this, uh, energy creation zone, I need to be able to hold on to all of that energy through my edge change and through my upswing out towards the buoy. And, you know, the, the person that comes off the buoy and hits the accelerator hundred percent, that person gets way too much leverage on the boat. 
they're kind of maxing out really early when they're strong in relation to the boat. But as they get closer and closer to the wakes and the boat's energy transfer to us gets more and more and more, you see that person not able to handle that amount of load and direction. So something has to eventually give, yeah. right? And so what you start seeing, yeah. you see arms peeling away from the body or more commonly what you'll see is hips sliding back, hips bending, everything bending at the waist, which you're trying to, basically what's happening is you, you recognize that you have way too much force. You've taken too much energy and now you don't know what to do with it. That's why you see some crazy explosions, uh, through the wakes when people get too much and they don't know what to do with it. Um, but ultimately what, what will happen is the moment, the more you take past what you can hold, the more abruptly that energy will be taken from you because you're not strong enough to hold it uh, right through the most critical part of the course, which is at, you know, center line through edge change. Um, and then what happens there, if we're talking about the negative, so you get pulled up, yeah. you get pulled up as you go into the first wake, your arms are getting extended, your, your uh, butt is sliding back, like all of these things, you're coming out of a, of a leveraged and uh, accelerating position into a very vulnerable position and you get pulled up and over the inside of your ski, and then you are not able to follow the traditional handle path of it, of the optimal path, and your, your body goes to the inside of that optimal path, and now the rope goes loose, so now you have no support from the rope, and you're basically just straight lining with no control at all towards what's gonna be your next turn, and then that goes into, that. then that starts that rhythm of, we, I don't know. I mean, it's probably not a great analogy, but we, I think I've called it that before. It's like hope and pray, meaning like you're, yeah, you're going yeah, to yeah. come in and you go, well, what's my best move here to make the hardest turn I can, but I don't even have any rope tension and I don't know where I am in my cycle of outward bound trajectory and where's my body mass to, in relation to my ski edge and all of these things. So anyway, ultimately, if I go backwards, what I'm trying to do is, you know, be steer my ski or be balanced over my ski the proper way so that I'm set up to, to accept the boat's energy. Meaning when I hook up to the handle, that's when I'm going to start to hook up to potential energy. I'm, again, I'm not going to talk in science. I'm just talking in, I'm just talking straight up, like what the way I feel it. And, and it, yeah, it may not yes. be the right words. So please don't get hung up in, well, that's not potential. And that's not. So anyway, I'm, I'm yeah, hooking in, I'm hooking in. And what I'm trying to do right there is to figure out my best amount of energy that I can consistently be building into the center line. So that right at center line, I am at the maximum energy that I know that I can hold. And then as I, or hold or harness is what I like to think about it, like follow through. Okay. So then as I come up into my, as I'm coming up out of this max lean, max load area, I want to be able to feel how much energy I have. I tell people like, I want you to then squeeze your handle, feel that energy in your hands, you know, squeeze your lats, squeeze your core. Like everything in your body is just only focused on holding on to that energy as you're being pulled up and out of that, that load. And that energy will help you to be pulled up and onto the proper path and it will keep you traveling in this outward bound um, handle path trajectory, which will set you up to be skiing with a tight line all the way out to the buoy line from which you can then create predictable 
and attacking turns. So that's kind of the the 30,000 foot view of yeah. how I look at it. And you just see so many people either not turning, you know, not when they, when they are making their turns, they're not balanced at the finish of their turn. Thus, they can't even, they can only allow themselves to build very minimal energy because they're not, they're not balanced over their ski in a way to be able to accept that energy. And then you see those people are very straight up and down. So when they hit the wakes, they, they too buckle because they're not in a position to be able, the, the boat's pole is getting stronger and stronger as they get closer to center. When you get closer to center, the boat's going to want to pull you more up and over the top of your ski and to the inside, right? So if you don't have a properly balanced deal, imagine if you were getting ready for a tug of war and you stood straight up and the other person on the other side of the tug of war w- was bent over in a a typical tug of war position and they just yanked, you're going to get pulled to the inside and and be done. So that type of person can happen when they don't get enough out of the turn, or you've got the person who, you know, yanks and max out at the beginning, but then as the load gets stronger and stronger on their body, as they come closer and closer to center line, they're not strong enough to harness this load right? So then they're going to get the same exact effect, just in a different way. They're going to get ripped to the inside as well later on with more speed. So they're going to get more shot put, um, style right at the buoy with no line. So I think there's a really good balance there. And then to finish this off, the stronger you are weight strength to weight ratio, the more you're going to be able to harness. That's why when you look at pros and you look at them and you talk to them, these people are in the gym or they are skiing a ton. There's people that aren't in the gym, but they ski every single day and they're super physically ski fit, right? So you can't do no work at home and then think that you're going to be able to generate and utilize all of this energy uh, because you're not going to be strong enough to be able to harness it. Thus, you're going to have to detune that amount of energy that you can utilize and harness. So, so the, the, so the, the, yeah, no, that's why I, 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 and I don't, this speaks to so many people because a lot of people, um, they really do go by feel. And I know that's the way you approach it. Um, Cause this is, this is a feel thing you're talking about. So the skier that, that has, that takes too much energy out of the turn too early. What, what, like what, so what do you feel that person has done? What, what has that person done wrong? Like, why did they max out? What did they do to max out so early that by center line, they've, they've already, they're already, you know, separating or, or getting stood up or getting pulled off edge too quickly or, or however you want to say it. Like, what is that? What is that sequence? It's what's firing. It's what's firing. It's what's firing in their head. Okay. So, you know, when people have success, a lot of times they'll go back to, I had a great turn and I was able to attack out of that turn. And so I must need to attack out of every turn. And what they're really missing is that those ones that they really hit like that, what they really did is they set the turn up from the turn before they had a great amount of energy that they harnessed through their edge change and they had a great swing up and connection up to the previous turn. And so when it came time to finish the turn, they could attack. 
but and 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 when you're doing when you're connected to the swing like that if you're thinking about a swing set you know if i just think about you know being connected to tight chains the closer you can get to 90 degrees on the tight chain the the quicker the further out you further to the top of the swing you can start to accelerate your downswing the yeah. more energy yeah. you can create at the bottom the more you can stay connected to the chains on the way up and it's kind of this compounding thing well if you don't do the work to start the swing that way and you start with a you know a less potential energy you you drop in on a loose chain let's say loose chain bang and then you're starting to swing up but then you try to attack it the same way you do on a perfect swing then it's not going to work and that's what i think people just get caught up in is like if i just hammer this i'm going to be able to catch the rope right here and i'll be able to be, be pull as much angle as i can to get to the next buoy and that's going to make me earlier i think people are getting caught up in how hard you can turn and how much angle you can take and it's really all about angles and and things like yeah. that versus it's not really that's a part of it but what it really is is this idea of harnessing energy and being able to stay in sync with that energy and yeah. be able to be so it's not going to be the hardest possible turn the hardest turn you're because what happens what happens i was going to ask you because because what happens to you to your speed when you have the hardest turn imaginable. Right. So a hardest turn imaginable for, and I'm going to say this for most people, it regard, uh, utilizes a component of a skid. And and basically you're using the wider part of the front of the ski, the tail of the ski, and you're utilizing pressures on your feet to drive the tail of the ski past the front of the ski uh, through the finish of the turn, which is like a shove it, you know, like, like hammering that thing yeah. through. And what you're doing, if you think about that, when you're shoving and adding lots of force right there, is your spray getting smaller or bigger, mm -hmm. right? So your yep. spray is getting bigger. So if your spray is getting bigger, are you displacing more or less water? You're displacing more. more water. So if you're displacing more water, then we will have, we will have had uh, less efficient turns. So we are slowing down. And the more force you're adding to create that hard turn, the more deceleration you're having. Now, now taken to regard, if you're decelerating super hard at the very, at, at that point, I'm not saying you want to, you don't want to be slowing down as you come into the buoy. You're cause you are going to, you are have some deceleration coming into the buoy, but at the finish of the turn, our whole goal is to be accelerating from the widest point possible. That's not because we need to skid. A skid is just basically throwing that thing hard and trying to figure out where the line comes tight, but we're actually not connecting to it to the inside. I, I know that gets a little bit confusing, but anyway, let's get back no, to it. No, yeah. it's, it's like a hockey stop, right? right. It's, it's like a, so, like a, you know, if you were going to, if you were going to come through the finish of a turn on your skates, mm -hmm. you know, as efficiently or as quickly as possible, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't come from a hockey stop. Right. But I think the, I think the hardest thing for, for, for everyone, you know, including myself for many years to understand is that you can attack certain positions and yeah. it and it is not a forceful thing. I think anytime you feel like you're adding force, you're probably not doing it in the efficient way. So the yeah. only way, the only place that I'm really physically conscious of force is as I come into the wakes. And what I'm trying to do is make sure that I understand all of this energy that I'm building into this center line. Like 
it has to be the exact amount that I can maximum hang on to as I come up out of it and the ski is released and edge changes. That's what I'm like that. When you see people like, you know, when you see pros, they, they, we are going for maximum amount that we can, that we can get and hold. And I think that's the part that people miss most is they go for, I need to be maximum. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to pull this boat backwards. I'm going to do every piece of force I can, which you can do into the center line. But for that momentary moment, you might be able to do that. But then 80% of that is going to go. And once you go over the top and start to go to the inside, that kind of rebounding effect of the rope, of the energy that you took too much of and gave back, the more you take past what you can hold, the more you will be then sprung to the inside at that faster rate and you know that that's not going to lead you in the right direction so you instantaneously let go of as much of that energy as possible and so now we just yeah. we just worked insanely hard to generate energy to give all of it back that's not yes. the point that's not the point of what I'm so that's what that's why I call it energy that's why I call it like this is this is what we're trying to focus on this is what I'm trying and to that's focus why on. Yeah. And that's why I think like, I think your approach is tiered also because your ability to generate and, and, or the amount of energy that you're allowed, that you are able to physically work through is going to be dependent upon the, the, the quality of your bottom tier, which is your, like you said, your balance position or, or your structure, your stance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, would you, would you agree with that? That's a hundred percent. I mean, if you're not balanced yeah. over your ski, when you then add energy to that, it's going to compound the lack of balance that you have. So, yeah. so that's why those two have to come into play together. It's like steering and acceleration. I mean, if you go, if you, all you can do is accelerate, but you have a curvy course, what's going to happen? You're going to crash, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, if you can, if you can, if you can turn like crazy, but you have no acceleration, you're not going to get through that race course fast enough. So there's these two components that I believe are, are for me, the way I look at it, it's like a, you know, my balance and my balance is the bottom left and my, and this energy component is the bottom right. And then I put a triangular piece on top. That's my visual of what I, and, and the top is the cream. And uh, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that some other time, but you know, that's, that I think is what's so crucial in, in the whole thing. So, you know, it, it's not, I think, I just think that it's really about having the 30,000 foot view of like, what am I trying to do? I think people get caught up in the minutia of if I do this and make a better turn, if I do that. So I, I think that's the kind of things I, I see so many people just come out of the turn and just shove their hips up and, and they are just maxed out going to the wake thinking that that's, that's what they're supposed to be doing. And I guess for me, I've evolved to a different kind of thought process than that. So what I'm trying to do is set myself up to be able to, to gain as much energy, to generate as much energy into the center line. And then if I take too much, I know that I get ripped up and out of it. And then I can't, I, I get straight lined. And if you want to go, if you want to know when, when your approach really shows its face, it's at your hardest pass. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Trent, it's 41. Yeah. I, man, that buoy's way out there. I better go harder. I better go harder, yep. man. 
just a little harder, just a little longer. Just, <laughs> I gotta if I go if I go as hard as I can, I'll be early. What happens when you yeah. go as hard as you can go? You get yeah, sure. You go wicked hard into the there goes my uh, northeast accent. You go really hard <laughs> into the wakes. You feel like a, a million bucks. And then what happens? You get ripped to the up and over the top of your ski and your body commits way further to the inside than you want it to. So there's no ability to hold on to the rope. So that's why, why when you hear people like, I'm letting go it's way too early and your coach tells you, you need to ride that handle a lot longer. Well, if you get ripped to the inside, it is impossible to ride that handle longer. So that should right here should be like a a star that you make in your mind. If that is something you've been told, then now you know why it's happening. Like you're taking too much yeah. energy and then you're getting, you're having to give so much of that energy back that you're physically getting ripped to the inside. And now you have to just let go. And now you're basically, you might as well not even have a rope at that point. And now you're just going straight out of buoy and having to figure out how to move your body in a in a way that can can cause that ski to, to make a turn that you can then most likely crash back onto the rope, which then is going to not set you up again to get onto this onto this rhythm that I'm talking about. So, so I think that's a that's the long winded version of the way I look at it. Um, I really like it. I think that taking some time to to understand what it is that I'm talking about, and then while you're skiing understand that concept, uh, I think will, will help you to understand what you should be taking. I mean, I, I know you as a coach Trent, can say like, it doesn't take a ton of energy to run 15 off. I'm yeah. not telling, I'm not saying that it's easy. That's not what I'm saying, but it doesn't take a lot. You have a lot of rope. So at 15 off, if I, and this is why when you hear, you'll see pros that try to ski 15 off and they basically can't do it because they end up taking way too much and getting ripped to the inside, just as though, uh, an amateur would do that at the same, at the same ability level. And then you see that, um, you know, you see that video back in the day, of Seth Stisher running, you know, 30 miles an hour, 15 off, and he's edge changing behind the boat the right way. Uh, you know, and he's only taking what he needs to take and it looks so beautiful. And I saw a lot of that this spring when we were at the radar photo shoot with, uh, with, uh, J Mac and, uh, Jamie Calhoun riding, riding some of, uh, our, our, uh, wider skis for, for radar, you know, like our unions and, and mm -hmm. sessions and terrains and skis like that. And they were skiing that this line that I'm talking about where they take exactly the amount of energy that they can harness through the wakes. They ride that energy out and then they're able to make these turns and it looks, you know, 15 off can look like 32 off if you're on the right line. So anyway, long, long story short, that's where I'm at. That's my building block. I've already taken up, you know, an insane amount of time. So what I, what I really wanted to do was then show people what is, what is your, what the, what are, what are your speed and spacing, yeah. you know, Trent and, yeah. and why, why is that important? And I'm sure it ties into yeah. some of what I'm doing, but for sure, I think it's really when nice I, to hear. It, it, so what, what, where, where are you yeah. at with this? So, yeah. So, so my second tier, and again, I'm just like you, like my, and, and that's where my mind keeps going, you know, like, or why I keep calling it like, these are kind of tiered steps. Um, my second tier is, is, is dependent upon a sturdy foundation, right? So, so my, you know, stance first, then I call it speed and spacing. And, and this is, so the, what I'm looking for here um, in my skiing or when I'm watching other people is, is it's, it's a little more literal um, 
and it's simply I'm looking I'm trying to I'm looking for or what I'm seeing I'm trying to create potential I'm trying to create opportunity and I'm trying to create the biggest window of opportunity possible one to build angle um two to be able to maintain that stance or that structure as I exit the turn and three have a, the the greatest amount of space to build speed to center line and and so this is for me I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and make sure I don't make this too abstract, but um, you know, for myself as much as anything. But for me, uh, it's all I, it's spacing, right? So for me, spacing um, is you can also call it height on the boat or, or swing height, because the higher up you are when you when you enter the turn, obviously, the longer the greater the distance you are away from center line. Right. So, so swing height is, is, is one factor. Cause again, that's, that's space. The higher up I am when I start the turn and, and, and enter into that, enter into the swing or enter into the speed building phase, the more space I have to let that speed and that energy, like you're saying, um, develop and generate and increase. And then two, the speed component is, is the closer my speed is to the boat speed as I enter the turn, the more time I'm going to have, right? Because so, so the, so the, the spacing is, is a product of, 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 of swing height. And then the time component is, is a product of speed because, because just, you think of it in terms of if the boat's going 36 and I exit the, and, and as I come around the exit of the turn, I, I shut my speed down to 20. Well, think about, how quickly that boat's going to race on me mm-hmm. or, you know, contrarily, if I, if I enter the turn, you know, doing 35, 34, 33, you know, and I minimize that, 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 that speed disparity. Well, now I've just bought myself time. The boat's going to be going away from me at a much slower rate. If there's a, you know, arbitrarily, if there's an eight or 10 mile an hour speed um, difference versus a 20 mile an hour speed difference. So I, it's it's for me it's opportunity the 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 higher up i am when i start the swing and the closer my the skier's speed is to the boat speed the more time you're going to have and cuz really to me that that's what this whole thing is it's about it's about speed disparity and exchanging that disparity between myself and the boat so i'm going to be going faster than the boat when i hit when i hit center line now I'm going to swing up and, and as I'm decelerating, obviously the boat isn't. So now there's a moment where the boat is going faster than me. And then, then it's the cycle or the swing starts over. Now I'm going faster than the boat. As I reach apex, the boat's going faster than me. And, and the more you can control that speed, that speed disparity, the, the smoother that those, those two transitions are between who's going faster when, the smoother that transition is, the smoother the passes, the, 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 just the calmer everything is. So when I'm, and, and this all like, not surprisingly, this all starts on this, this, the, the, the potential of the entire pass in this regard starts at the gate. So from the passenger seat, watching someone ski, that's the first thing I'm going to notice one for all, first of all, I'm going to notice their stance. Cause that's the bottom of my, of my pyramid. Second, I'm going to notice, okay, when they pull out on their gates, how much space did they give themselves to operate? Okay. So check mark. Okay. They've got pretty good space. How fast are they going? Meaning how much time did they give themselves to operate before they're back to the wakes? 
And if, and, and all I'm looking for is just to check those two boxes. Cause if you watch it, if, if you get the opportunity and there's all so much of it online now because of, you know, drones and drones and drones and drones, when you watch it overhead, you can really see this. If you look for it in this manner, you can really see this exchange of, of, of speed, you know, how much faster are you going than the boat at what point? And the moment that, especially as it relates to the gates, the moment that you're going slower than the boat and you start to see that boat inch ahead of the skier, what, what is the skier doing? So one is creating this, this potential through speed and spacing. And then two is what are you doing with that potential? You know, and if they, you know, and, and that's the first thing I look for when someone, they pull up beside the boat, I see their height, I see their speed. And then as I being, you know, the boat, as I start inching back ahead of the skier, how much of that space are they just giving up with inactivity or, or, or just being static, you know, and, and, and what, we're, what you're looking for is that you don't want to give up even a centimeter of that space. So it's, it's, um, it's a very literal functional kind of thing, but, but it unlocks exactly the way you're framing it. it it's on, it's, it's, it's potential to build energy and the slower you're going as you exit the turn or the slower you're going as you enter the turn, I should say, the less potential you have to do exactly what it is that, that you're saying. Does that, so, and because I've run this through my head like 10,000 times and I've, and I've said it, you know, half that many times, what, what is that? What is, I mean, how does that the first thing chime for you? Out, the first thing that just came out in my head was when you were talking about the uh, speed, let's say speed and potential at the gate. I, I'm guessing gate turn in is kind of really what you were highlighting there. And yeah, like right there in the, in the end. And then I realized like, yeah. I, I, I know when the boat, when I'm going slower than the boat and I'm trying to go in, you're, what you're saying is I miss my window of opportunity. And the further that goes, the more back to center I get, right? That window's closing on you. Right. That window's closing. So yeah. um, then, it, then it made me understand like, okay, think about turning in for the gates and how well that can feel versus when you're being towed behind the boat and you try to make a turn or a cutout for your gate, right? Like that's, it's a lot harder to make a really efficient, effortless turn when you're trying to pull out for the gate, you are making a turn there. Your ski's yep. going straight before it turns, but it's being drug and yep. you're going exactly the same speed. But the difference being you're behind the boat, you're not out wide on the, on the boat. So anyway, I think yep. I, that's the way I kind of realized that. Cause like the further you miss that opportunity, the harder it is for next stages of your stance and balance to, to happen. So you, you know, they, they are for symbiotic sure. together. So, yes, yes, yes. So what I yeah one yeah, a, a has to happen for one has to happen to facilitate two, but the better job you do at two, the easier it is to 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 maintain what you set up or what I set up as or we both set up as as level one. You know what I mean? So yeah, there, there is a it's it's there's a hierarchical kind of structure to it, but again, it also works itself backwards too. The better job you do it at, at, at tier two, the better better the easier it is to maintain tier one. And thus, that's um, why we always it, say, we always say that, like, once you start with a rhythm, it's a lot easier to stay with a rhythm Yeah. versus starting it by is. fighting a rhythm and trying to establish a rhythm, both of which are yes, possible, how, but it's not, yes. it's two different, two different paths. So, and it's, it's exactly know, when I that person says mind, like, if I, you know, if I just I, get I, out of one, I, uh, I've got a shot at running I'm, it. I'm diving into this. I really like the way that you're talking about it. I can relate it back to me while you're talking. I, I can relate it very much back to what the way I 
think of energy and, and, and the way I'm thinking about it. So, but I also, you know, because it's, it's a different way of saying things for me, my brain is still like trying to like catch up to what it is you're, what it is you're doing. So, you know, like I had a question, you know, when you were talking about what it seems to be, you know, off the wakes heading to the buoy, when you're understanding your speed there, what are, can you walk me through that? Like, what are you, what are you feeling? What are you, what are the thoughts that go through your head? Like when you're that in that zone, you're, how, how did you describe that zone and, and what, what goes through your head is, I guess, my questions. Which sections? Are you know, you? like, like, let's say edge change out to, out to your potential out up to your potential. Yeah. And then you were referring to it in, in, in speed reference. And so, yes. you know, I'm just trying to understand that section well, for me. I like, think I think of it. Yeah. Like, so from not a mechanical sense, but just, you know, from mm-hmm. along this, this same train of thought is, is my, how high I get on the boat, so how high up I swing, which, which, you know, again, like just for, just to be clear, how high up on the boat I am, that's what determines how high on the boat I am when I get to the buoy, that's what determines how wide I am on the buoy. Okay. Yep. So, so how high, how high I am able to swing is, is, is purely a result of how much faster I'm going than the boat when I hit center line. Okay. Right. So, because again, we, we've all, you know, we've gone, you know, round and round and round. How do you get wide without pulling long? Well, that's, that's how, you know, because again, pulling long, you, you can get certain height, but you know, all the negatives, you're going to be a little bit inside the rope. You're probably going to be a little bit further back on your ski, slowing yourself down. Da, 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 da. We won't go into that right now, but, but how high I'm able to swing up on the boat is, is, is dependent upon how much faster than the boat I'm going when I hit center line and, and how fast I'm going at center line is dependent upon the potential I had created on the previous side, you know? So especially like from, from the, from the passenger seat, watching someone like, so I watch it on the gate and then it's the same thing. Like what, you know, when someone takes a huge hit out of the turn, mm-hmm. that's, that's you like from the passenger seat, I can see it like they're up beside me. And then because they've done this, maybe a little bit more of a skid turn or they, or they rotated their upper body. So their center mass went back all of a sudden, boom, like they, they're so far behind the boat and they haven't gone anywhere yet. And that's when you, they get that huge hit. And then that's like what you were talking about when you have too much energy too soon. Well, it's, it's, you know, the way I'm framing it is because you didn't do a, you, you did you didn't do a good job of maintaining your speed through the exit of the turn, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's when you get these, you know, those, well, I mean, inevitably if you fall in the turn, that's, that's going to be why you killed your speed. Just like we talked about in the previous ep- or one of the previous episodes, when you let go at the end of the lake, eventually yeah. you lose enough speed, you, your ski can't support you, you fall, right? I mean, I think that's what you're yeah. basically saying there. So, yeah, okay, for sure. Okay. And, and then, and then, and, and even if you didn't fall at that moment, the boat is going to hit you so hard that either you're going to get to center line and, and you're going to be no longer be in position and you're going to lose all that energy anyway, or you're going to get pulled up before you even get to center line. Right. 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 Yeah. So it's that this second tier for me is, is just, it's just a kind of a super literal checks and balances. It's, it's understanding that 
the space that you've created from the wake, meaning how high up in the boat you are, and your ability, you know, to, to have wa- like water speed as you enter the turn, and and maintain that speed, meaning decelerate at a at a controlled rate, that creates all your potential to create to to accelerate to center line under control. You know, and and I, and I think sometimes you know you we can blame a we can get hung up on the specific mechanics of what caused it, but understanding that the underlying root is, is, is speed. You're trying to have this, this transition of, 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 um, speed over the boat, you know, faster in the boat, slower in the boat. You're trying to have that transition of, of, of power be as seamless, as consistent and as smooth as possible. You don't want the, the wild speed swings, you know, meaning, flying too early to having no speed at the exit to flying too soon to having no, like you're trying again it's, you're trying to have this this seamless as smooth and as seamless transition power as possible so so all of this is it there's no what the heck or why to it it's exactly like i stated it, it's it's as you it starts at the gate there's no other place it could start so it, it's you know how much space how much space have i created or or how high am i on the boat when i enter that that gate turn in and and what's my speed disparity? How much slower than the boat am I going? And, and I want that to be as close as possible. Because again, people like to call it drifting back. I see it the other way. The more the boat gets ahead of you before you've done anything, that window of opportunity to create this energy that Rossi's talking about just starts closing, closing, narrowing, narrowing it until it's closed. Mm. That's a really awesome way to, to talk about it. Uh, gates, gates are so important and they really do set your rhythm. And whether you're focusing on energy or whether you're focusing on speed and spacing, I think they're very they're very interchangeable and um, they have a lot of correlation yeah. to each other. I think it's important for you to for really sure. understand these things, conceptualize them, feel them while you're skiing. You know, like when you're out there, like understand these these, these bigger picture items. Stop looking for the shiny object that Trent brought up early on in the year. Like it's not the shiny object. It's like what is the what's the biggest game plan things that we can highlight, and and if we highlight these things will have the least negative effects on our skiing. Thus, we will have the highest potential to ski well. 